Victor Galvin. Yeah, 24-7 mindset. Yeah, 24-7 mindset. Let's go. 24-7 mindset. Welcome to the 24-7 Mindset Podcast with Victor Galvin. I'm your host, Jose Cruz, a.k.a. Tabito. And we are here today with the one and only Victor Galvan. And he is going to tell us a little bit about the 24-7 Mindset. Yes, sir. And uh, I wanted to start by uh, letting you guys know how I met it. Uh, here to the United States at a young age. I went through the... Uh, a lot of hard decisions, a lot of problems in my life, and uh, we made the hard decision to move to the United States like most of the illegal people, immigrants that, that wanted to change their lives, that wanted to go for the American dream, but um, the American dream will not be the American dream if you don't push yourself, if you don't force yourself. So at the end of the day, um, the American dream depends on you. Um, so folks, uh, make sure you stay consistent, make sure you stay pushing yourself. I believe uh, from 10 years old that I was going to be different, and uh, here I am. Um, and that's it. Um, there's not much to add, so we're going to start. So, so at the age of uh, 10 years old, I remember when I was very little that that I was working all the time. Um, I, I was looking for options, who I can help, how I can make some money. So there was a few times that, um, you know, people will pay me. So before, back in my country, so you take a truck to the city and they load it with a machine. I don't remember who is a machine. Probably they load it by hand. But anyway, so they will come to the little town and they will pay like 10 pesos for somebody to empty. So me, here I am, I'm, I'm unloading a yard of sand or a yard of stone. So I hated stone because uh, when you unload in stone, it was harder for me to get the shovel into the stone. But anyway, so I was making about um, a thousand pesos every load that I unload so people can start mixing um, their loads for concrete, whatever they was doing on remodel on their house, whatever. But um, so that's uh, that's one of the things that I remember. Plus, uh, I remember this guy Salvador. He was uh, like uh, the one that always trust me to do the job, to 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 believe on me because uh, at a very young age, I remember when we used to plant the seeds for the corn, and uh, I always. Uh, finish faster than anybody so so i'm planning every like uh two to three feet two seats three seats two seats three seats so so i always emptied my bucket that's where we kept the the, the corn seeds and uh when i when i finish you know you put markers of the areas that you did and uh he's like hey victor do you know that i'm gonna find out what you did with the corn it's not possible that you finish this fast and i'm like no problem but how will you know he's like we're just gonna wait for rain and as rain comes in uh, all this corn is gonna grow and we will figure it out so he will put markers to check me for the first time 
but because there were some people that was kind of stupid, they dumped the whole bucket because they're lazy in the same spot. So you you get all these uh, you get all these uh, corn plants on the same spot. But mine, he started noticing, you know, after a couple months of seeing, wow, mine was more on apart, more perfect. Mm -hmm. So and then he started trusting me with the chemicals. So at the, when the plants were like almost eight inches tall, we go with the first round of chemicals. So I carry a big bag and I'm boom, 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 you know, installing the, the, the chemical next to the plant. And then we will come back and, and pick up all the weeds. We waited for the corn uh, uh, for the corn plants to get to probably about four to five foot, and then we will use a sprayer on our back to uh, to put rounder roundup or whatever the chemical to kill the weeds. Uh -huh. So be before that, we have to clean it by hand. And then as you go, you you gotta use fertilizer again. Uh, so so we put fertilizer again to make sure the 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 cornfields will grow nice and strong and give you big corn. Um, so anyway, so so he started trusting me and then we wait for dry season when the corns get dry so we can pick the corn or we can cut the corn so we can blend it and use it for different, uh, different things. So that's where everything started. That's where I believe that the Salvador kind of trusts me and, uh, and, and after that, so Every year he was looking for um, what he was gonna do so he can use me. So so I tried to stay busy, but um, I went and asked him a couple of times. I'm like, you don't got anything. So that's when uh, I knew that he had a lot of like a pig, pig farms and stuff like that. So he also started getting me involved on feeding the pigs, cleaning the, the crap out of the pigs, you know, pushing that out wash the, the 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 areas where the pigs was uh, sitting and then uh, milking the cows and uh, and he started trusting me so he was paying me like two thousand pesos an hour which it was the equivalent of probably about maybe 10 20 cents right now 20 cents american yeah an hour but it was huge man with 20 cents you can buy a a big piece of bread and a nice soda, I and mean, you put the soda in the bread, and 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 it was it was the best thing that you can eat, man. But but it was good money. So 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 the problem is that the the problem is that I didn't keep the money to buy me things. I will give the money to my mom so she can buy the food and whatever so we can eat. I remember I used to pick up. Uh, Banana leaves. I used to pick up. Uh, uh, the, the, they they used to cut the the watermelon slices, and people would eat it and then throw it away. I wait for them to throw it away so I can get whatever it was uh, the red that was left over. And sometimes you go into the white of the watermelon, mm -hmm. but that's a different uh, different conversation. But uh, it, it was it was tough, you know. I ate out of trash. I, I guess I identify myself a little bit with Eric Thomas, you know, eating out of trash. Some of the struggles that he went through, I went through. Um, uh, so so now I understand why he's so strong. So it's the same as me. I'm a very strong guy right now. I'm a, I fucking kind of almost want to cry, but. Uh, I'm very strong now. I learned a lot from my mistakes. From my at the same time, I was mixing concrete and pouring columns. These columns was like 10, 
10 inches thick the most. So for me, they were like huge, you know, at the age of 10, you know, it was hard. It was impossible to mix it and pour stuff like that. I also, um, me and my dad used to make all the adobes for the houses of Las Tablas, where I came from. So we used to mix um, uh, horse uh, crap and clay with pine needles. So you mix them together by barefoot. So I got my foot so messed up from all the the, 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 mm. the pine uh, needles. So we used to mix this one. So we made them like a 16 by two foot by four inches thick. And uh, we just, uh, we got templates. We just fill it with mud and and, and, and the mix that we did, that we just lay them in, 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 in an area and then we take the frame out and keep building, keep building until they dry. So it was already insulated. It was already reinforced with the pine uh, leaves, pine, pine needles. Yep. And um, so the insulation was the, the horse shit, right? The manure, so horse the manure. manure. Horse manure, okay. So, <laughs> but anyway, so that's a little bit of um, what I did when I was 10 years old. I did not have the opportunity of spend a lot of time with the kids, go out and play with them. I did not have time uh, to go to school, even though that my aunt was married to a teacher. But at the end of the day, I did finish a sixth grade, and that's all the education I had. You, so first, the first education you went to was sixth grade? That's it. And everything else you just been learning as you're going as uh, as i'm going and um i also learn it from people that trust me that put their faith to me and here i am this is all the work you were doing in mexico before you came to america right yep that's it so when did when did uh, you and your family decide that it was time to leave mexico it wasn't until 1993 so 12 years later i born in 1981 so 12 years later, my dad pulled the trigger like, we can't live like this no more. We got to find the American dream. It was it was hard to find a, 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 a jobs to make a living? Yeah, yeah. So so he would come by himself. He had papers, but um, at that time, they, they only know what they know. So they would go and pick if the system was not a very good system. So, so they only give them like, 10 boxes a day to pick instead of 20. So he was bringing very little money. So 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 we was always struggling for money and food and everything. So, but uh, what uh, I think what inspired my dad is to, to know that if he can bring us here, we can probably get a better education. We can probably do something different than what he was doing. That's what I noticed. I know that's what he preaches right now, that he 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 knew that we was going to be somebody. Mm -hmm. So you came here with your brothers, mm -hmm. and they continued to go to school, correct? Mm -hmm. But did you go to school? So, so when I first came in, um, I came to Florida, and uh, so we start picking oranges um, uh, with mom and dad. And as, as we working, you know, we get comfortable, we start making good money. We was picking up to 20 boxes of oranges um, a day. So that was uh, 
$8 a box, so that's 80 bucks a day, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, we had the owner of the Grove kind of stop and did not believe that they were filling that many boxes by, by themselves. So he's like, it's got to be something else. So he got off the truck and uh, kind of went under the tree and spot me under the tree and saw that I was a young kid and told me I got to that. You know, I got to go to school that he didn't want to get in trouble because kids got to go to school. So so that forced me to go to school, to um, a middle school. But uh, the way I was doing things that I know uh, you can't fit here. So they end up sending me to to high school, ninth grade. I spent almost a month in a bilingual school and then I dropped out to to go and be able to help my uh, my dad and my mom build enough money so we can uh, qualify for the papers for the kids, which is uh, my brothers. They, um, you got to build enough so you can sustain on your own. The mm-hmm. government doesn't want you to get, get your welfare papers. and whatnot. And exactly. Yeah. So, so we work very hard and uh, and we make the decision with uh, mom and dad that I need to get out of school and go to work. So I went back and um, start working in a in a nursery, planting plants, getting pots ready, soil, planting, put them on the on the in a tractor trailer, going laying down in the fields and stuff like that. Mm. So that's where I started working at three seventy five an hour. How old were you? By that time, I was fifteen. Fifteen years old. Fifteen years old. And from there, you stayed working how long? So. I um, I got the opportunity, so I got a couple people that was telling me that in construction they pay very well. So 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 that kind of got stuck in me. So we, I keep working in the nursery. Before I turned 16, I pulled the trigger. I'm like, I gotta go into construction. They pay $12 an hour. Back then, for a carpenter, they pay $12. So I'm like, at least if I can get paid. So I, I asked uh, to see if I can go into construction. They're like, no, nah, this construction is too hard, whatever. But at the end of the day, I got the opportunity to go into construction. So at the age of 15, I go into this company, Land and Water. Um, I still remember the owners. Uh, they were pretty good people with me. Um, they took care of me. They, um, they kind of carried me under their wing because of this gentleman, Ray Fontaine. But, um, so what happens is I go into construction and I see the future. Like everybody was working at their pace. And I'm like, nobody's coordinating. Nobody's telling what to do. Everybody wants to do whatever they want to do. It was somebody telling, hey, guys, do this. But, okay, one, nobody was saying, get it done by this time. I got inspection by this day. And I got concrete this day because back then it was no phones or if it was a phone it was a huge phone the communication wasn't there so i'm like how can we communicate so me at the age of 15 i told him hey look i can be the 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 rebar uh, leader at rodbusters they call him so so i start tying all the rebar a city walk that's when where i i went all in so they gave me this gentleman um, Jaime to work with me and a couple other guys and nobody listened to me only only Jaime because he saw that I went from like 8 bucks I, I think I got there like 7.45 I went from 8 bucks to 12 
and he was going up with me because I was for a race, I was for a race, a race, a race. So, so we moved up very fast in the company, and uh, I was very, very active. I was very, very trying to learn how everything is done. We was pouring color concrete, gray concrete, you name it. So, so I was already thinking how to do things, uh, always going to the older people and ask them questions so I can write them down so I can understand. But uh, this guy, Ray Fontaine, uh, somebody told him that I was asking too many questions. So he like, hey, kiddo, I don't want you to do that no more. I was turning 16, 16, I think I was 16 when he took me inside his truck. So he was the general superintendent, Ray Fontaine. He carried me everywhere he goes. I go with him and he asked me questions and I'm trying to learn English. So he's teaching me and all that stuff. So we go to job sites and I tell him, hey, um, we can do this this way. We can do this way. So I, I will give advice and, and I noticed that he will pay attention and, and, and sometimes do what I was saying because of the experience that I had when I was growing up. Poor in concrete Mexico, you got it. Over there, you got it either. Uh, you got to pour it because if you wait a little bit, it's going to dry right. and you're going to lose it. Yep. So over here, I'm coming to, I didn't know that you got three hours before the concrete can die, can 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 get hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you can put ex- accelerator to get it dry faster or you can put um, to let it dry uh, slower. slower. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it was him that kind of discovered all the potential. So, so, so after that, he's like, look, I'm going to help you. I need you to listen. So finally, I got my license. And uh, no, actually, no, I was driving with no license because I was working illegally. So now I'm driving from from Winter Garden all the way to Christmas. It's, it was about 50, 45 minutes. No, 50 minutes. Back yeah. then, it yeah. was no four or eight. Back oh. then, it was no tolls or okay. nothing like that. So you have to take... 50 over there. I think it was 408, but I think it was too expensive. I cannot afford it. So I was committed. I I, I was never going through to clubs. I was never going through to to do stupid things that I call them stupid now, but before I wanted to do them, right? But um, but I was very committed. I used to drive every day, and I remember uh, his room. uh, The walls was yellow of how much smoke and all that stuff. I was like, fuck, I got to stay here. So I was opening the doors. He understood. He stopped smoking whenever I was there. So he was teaching me drawings, teaching me drawings to go back from, from structure to look at the detail, from the detail, if, 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 what was the final product. So you go back to the architect. So he was just teaching me the basics, how you're going to start and how it's going to look. So adapting those two things together, finally I told him, I think I'm ready. So So now we go back to... To, I'm going now. Let's go back in the conversation to City Walk. We was working on the NASCAR side because they they did the river. So the Hard Rock Life, Hard Rock Cafe, or Hard Rock Life, it was one side. And we was doing the the NASCAR side, and uh, I remember when um, he uh, came and put everybody together. Now that I was ready, I did not know why he was getting me ready, but. Uh, I'm fixing to find out uh, 
how my life was going to change. 